a lot of heart in it. There's a good message. Is there a lot of heart in it? I think there's a lot yeah, of heart. Okay, all right. There's lots of big boobs, but there's a lot of heart, you know? <laughs> heart and big boobs go hand in hand, you know? Whoa, that was a weird joke. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even mean to make that. That was not the joke I was implying there. Okay, um, I knew what you meant, and it also took me a second to get what you actually said. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You've joined us here. You probably love romantic comedies. Otherwise, you've found yourself in a very weird place. We love romantic comedies. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we rewatch The, the House, House Bunny. Bunny. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, as always, please uh, follow subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave reviews wherever you can. We love to read them, and uh, they help more people find us. And as well, if you have any burning questions or thoughts about our podcast, you can get at us at Romcom Rewind on Instagram and TikTok, like Addie did. She reached out on Instagram. This one almost genuinely almost teared up here. No, he did tear up. Okay, all right. We can't be less than a minute into the podcast <laughs> with already having a weep warning. Yes. The, a light, a mild <laughs> weep warning, okay? <laughs> Addie said, I was uh, I was never a podcast person. I've tried so hard to get into them, but I was always bored. Paused them and never came back to them. TRCR, that's us, by the way. We have an we acronym We have an acronym. Now. It's I never super noticed. cool. The Rom-Com Rewind is TRCR. How did she come up with that before us? I know. I love funny. it, though. <laughs> she said, I binge your podcast like Netflix. I put them on while Hubby and I work, and it makes us both so happy. I'm not bragging or anything, but he is... Devin to my Sarah. Thank you so much for each and every episode. I'm so happy I will be able to participate in what's your favorite podcast conversations. Because of your show, I can finally say that there's one podcast I love. Oh my God. Yeah, he's, That's he's beautiful. He might be tearing up shut, again. Shut up. Okay? <laughs> I actually am. Jesus. Thank, Woo! thank you so much. Thank God we don't have an emotional movie. <laughs> <laughs> That is not setting the theme for what you will be hearing for the rest of the pod because The House Bunny is a 2008 American romantic comedy film directed by Fred Wolf. Um, he's been a part of a lot of comedies that kind of feel like this one, like Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Without a Paddle, Little Nicky, Joe Dirt. Oh, I'm, I'm sensing a theme here of who's the production company. It is Happy Madison Productions. Wow, Adam for, Sandler. I think all those, yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure. I'm, um, yeah. The House Bunny is the story of Shelley Darlingson, played by, and I messed this up for a lot of my adult life, Anna Ferris, correct? Yes. It's not Anna Ferris. No. She is a Playboy bunny. She lives in the Playboy house with Hugh Hefner and all the other Playboy bunnies, but... Dun dun dun! Shelley ends up getting kicked out of the house, and on a journey of discovering her next place in life, she comes across this college with sorority houses who have house mothers. I didn't know it was a thing, by Me the neither. way. No, I didn't know that was a thing. And Shelley realizes, hey, I could be a house mother of this particularly crappy, unpopular, soon-to-be-closed-down sorority. She also maybe finds a love story along the way in a man named Oliver. That's kind of your tee up for House Bunny. By the way, a few of the main actors in this I should mention because there are some goodies. Kat Denning is in it. Yes. Kat Dennings, excuse me. Uh, Emma Stone, they're both uh, sorority sisters. And the guy, Colin Hanks, is Oliver. What are your thoughts on the House Bunny? For the past nine years, Shelly has ruled the mansion. Hi, Ed. Hi, girls. 
Hi, Shelly. Looking good. But today, she's about to get a wake-up call. They're kicking me out? Maybe it's because of your age. But I'm 27. But that's 59 in bunny years. I don't have anything. I don't know what to do. You need a yap. A yap? Yap. This summer... It looks like a bunch of little Playboy mansions. She's looking for a place to call home. Do you ladies go to school here, too? We're the house mothers of the sororities. This would be perfect for me. This is not a brothel. Oh, I'm not looking to make soup. Try Zeta. Their last house mother was hospitalized with hallucinations. Awesome. Now... Hello? Sometimes when you need help... How can we be so smart? Um, so, yeah, my thoughts. Overall, this movie, I don't want to admit it, but, like, I enjoy it. You know, I don't want to admit that I enjoy it, but I do. Well... I mean, it's not like top five move, best movies you've ever seen kind no. of thing, right? So not that it's bad, but, you know, it's enjoyable to watch. It's silly. You know, there's big names. There's a lot of heart in it. There's a good message. Is there a lot of heart in it? I think there's a lot yeah, of heart. Okay. All right. There's lots of big boobs, but there's a lot of heart, you know? <laughs> heart and big boobs <laughs> go hand in hand, you know? Whoa, that was a weird joke. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't even mean to make that. That was not the joke I was Im- implying there. Okay, um, I knew what you meant, and it also took me a second to get what you actually said. I did not mean to say that. This movie, I agree though. It really is the vibe of like a much simpler time of movies when this style of comedy yes. was so popular. Huge. There were so many of them just from the year of this movie alone, two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with the Zohan came out. Oh, okay, yeah. Semi Pro came out. Disaster Movie, Get Smart, Tropic Thunder, Role Models, Zack and Miri Make a Porno. It was a time where everyone wanted to laugh and everything yes. was funny. And that was <laughs> the know? comedy, right? Yeah. Like it was the it was the type of comedy that wasn't deep wit, like it wasn't deep humor. It was just really surface like You don't need to think too hard no. about these jokes, guys. It's all <laughs> no. on the surface. Yeah. <laughs> And the house bunny, like, this is a solid movie. I think you're right. Not, uh, you know, Academy Award winning by any means. But it was like a feel-good movie, you know? It's just, it was... It's easy and fun. Like, there's not a ton of depth to the the character. But, like, I don't really care because it's just easy laughs. I also found they tried to cram every single joke into this movie. Like, you know how you watch a Will Ferrell movie blooper reel? Like, Anchorman? (laughs) And you catch scenes where they tried, like, five or six or seven jokes... That were all different from the one that that actually landed in the movie. I think the opposite ha- happened here. They just <laughs> they did all the jokes and they're like, well, let's leave them all in. Yeah, you know, yeah. and maybe maybe half of them will land. And that's kind of <laughs> like honestly, there were more funny jokes than there were not funny jokes. So Definitely, yes. It, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Anna Ferris in this actually, I don't know if you ever watched Scary Movie Three. Yes. In two thousand and three. Okay. Um, she was Cindy in it, yeah. and. Her character kind of reminds me of the character she played as Cindy in Scary Movie 3. She was really not not bright, you know, not the sharpest tool in the shed. Um, just in the way she acted. Actually, she was in Scary Movie, Scary Movie 2, and Scary Movie 3. So, um, yeah, it just reminded me a lot of her role. Just, yeah, anyway. Anna Ferris, I don't know if this is a compliment to her, but she can deliver the most idiotic, <laughs> deadpan, just <Yes>. stupid lines <laughs> To perfection. She nails that she kind does. of comedy. Like, she you're does. a moron, and she just <laughs> yeah. nails the line. Yeah, she sells it. <laughs> she like sells you, it. And you buy. Like, you are bought. And I'm sure she's an extremely intelligent woman, but Definitely. she can nail those, like, oh, you're so annoyingly dumb kind of lines. Yeah. 
So this is a Happy Madison movie, and we start out yes. at the Playboy Mansion. Shelly yeah. is a Playboy bunny. She is a Playboy bunny, and like Hugh Hefner is in the movie. A lot. Like, the real Hugh Hefner. That's him. And his girlfriends. The three <laughs> at the time. like No, I don't want to tip my hand too much, but the thing that tipped me off was that Kendra Wilkinson was well, also yes. in this movie. Okay, yeah. good. You know who that yeah, is, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, what I mean. Good. His three girlfriends. Like, they were, <laughs> okay. his girlfriends in real life were in the movie. I thought you were going to be like, what a slob, Devin. How do you know Hugh Hefner's no, girlfriends? No, no. I mean, like, but as I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, this is she's a playboy bunny like is Hugh Hefner actually in it Kendra Wilkinson was fairly popular like outside of stuff I want to highlight a few of the Shelly lines that just come off so deadpan stupid Mm -hmm. near the beginning of the movie they're asking (laughs) if she's ever been a centerfold oh my god and she said being in a centerfold just says I want to be naked in the middle of a magazine I had that written down too. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I was just like, "This is the most ridiculous thing." Is being a centerfold like the highest honor for a Playboy bunny? I'm sure it is, but like, I also want to talk about. Isn't it weird that I think Playboy is is it obsolete now? Does it even exist? Well, so those magazines must ex- must exist, but it's not. Oh, the I'm same. sure they do, but yeah, like I feel like it was during this movie or around this time period. I feel like you know, the whole Playboy Bunnies thing was coming to an end. Um, like, you have to think, like, the heyday before this was, you know, they were still selling magazines. Magazines were on a decline at that point. Like, everything was free on the internet. And everything is <laughs> like, even more free on the internet Like, now. you can only assume that people weren't buying, you know, however much, mag- like, the magazines were. They weren't going out and buying them when they could get whatever they wanted free on the internet. I feel like this is more of a conversation of, yeah, just magazines. Like, does Cosmo still put out magazines? Uh, Yes, I think so. Yeah, they do every single month. Like, Vogue still does. Um, But I think a lot of it has transitioned to online. It must be mostly online, yeah. Yeah, Because why? I'm not buying magazines. Yeah, like, even, like, I asked myself, like, Time Magazine. Like, I think Time still comes out with a magazine, but I'm sure their sales online are way higher than they are like in print but time i i think the demographic of time magazine is a little bit different in that those people are still willing to buy magazines oh my god playboy is just dudes looking to look at women who (laughs) are naked you can find (laughs) it so much easier guy yeah (laughs) and and men have realized that so i'm sure they're not doing well (laughs) yeah like i just feel like it was probably coming to an end the heyday so (laughs) the heyday of playboy the heyday of playboy (laughs) oh god (laughs) Shelly has a birthday party. She's turning 27. Mm. And, okay, like, that birthday party is very much so over the top. 14-year-old Devin would have loved that birthday party. It was all bras and just... Yeah, all boobs and butt. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, nothing else. So Shelly's turning 27. Yes, 27. Question, what is the maximum age you think for a Playboy bunny? Not the oldest, but, like, what do you think is the, okay, now you're on your way out kind of thing? Like, I'd say, like, 40? Whoa, oh no, Sarah. is that too much? Oh my god, I'm gonna do some crazy math oh, for you okay, right now because okay. she's 27. Yeah, and they say that that's 59 years oh, in bunny, in bunny years. years. Okay, like I think they're actually meaning a real bunny, which means wait, a real like a bunny? real bunny rabbit. What? No. Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> 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 Did you think they meant the animal? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I did, (laughs) but I guess I was really wrong. (laughs) 
I don't think now you're making me question myself. I'm quite sure they're not. No, yeah, no, there's no way. Okay, how old, how, I don't know. Okay, now I gotta Google. How long do bunnies live? <laughs> I don't think fifty nine. But like, no. it's kind of like dogs, you know, like the like seven every seven years, like one year is like seven years. Yeah, no, bunny rabbits live on, only until they're nine. So that that yeah, math but, absolutely but what, doesn't work out. But what? How how fast do they age? Like dogs, every year a dog's life is like around yeah. seven years, right? So rabbits only live till they're nine, right? So if she's twenty seven, yeah. that would be like. 145 in oh. bunny years. Yeah, but maybe it's not divisions of seven. Right. It wouldn't be because... No, exactly. What is it? Because bunnies live nine years. Yeah. Math is not my strongest. <laughs> okay. Sarah's not picking it up. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay, so, so what did what did they mean then? So they meant that if you're a 27-year-old playboy bunny, yes. you're really like nearing your 60s. Oh, Okay closing in on retirement right okay. so then i wanted to do the math okay so well then maybe i'm going to say 35 then instead of 40 right okay because here's how the math works out okay. if you can be and don't th this might feel gross to some of our listeners and yeah probably is but you can become a playboy <laughs> bunny at the age of 18 gross legally. Okay. yeah gross whatever which means that every bunny year is equivalent to 6.55 normal human years oh my god so even if you're 24 that's like 40 as a Playboy bunny. You're midway through your career. So you said, hold on, you said. <laughs> I said 35. You said, let's say you're 35. 35, but that means that you've been a Playboy bunny. Right, okay. Yeah, 111? That oh. can't be right. We're both horrible at math. Yeah. So um, Shelly gets kicked out of the Playboy house, though. Yeah, she leaves the, the Playboy mansion, and she is living in her car. And a cop stops by, and he says that he has that she has to get out of her car and take a breathalyzer, and um, he tells her to blow on this. And she thinks the cop is asking him to give him a BJ. You found it funny? Okay. Well, I mean, like, the movie does a good job, I think, at balancing sex jokes and then on the flip side, feminist jokes, right? Like, I'm sure some people could say there's degrading jokes and, like, things like that in this movie. And, yeah, there are. I mean, the whole thing is about Playboy bunnies. <laughs> like, um, One particular Playboy one, bunny. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think it does, like, a pretty good job, all things considering, like, a balancing the bo them both, right? Fun fact, the Alliance of Women Film Journalists okay. nominated this. You already know what I'm going to no, say. No, I don't. They nominated this movie in their hall of shame. Okay. Probably for jokes like that. And so she she spends a night in the drunk tank and um, she gets out, the, you know, still dressed in her attire that she left for the mansion in, um, always in very um short scantily clad yes everything mm -hmm. and very high heels i could never walk in those um and so she's sitting on the curb and putting makeup on and three girls are walking behind her and she watches them and she follows them because they're talking about a party and she they also appear to be very blonde beautiful yes maybe oh, a little that's bit a good catch kind of yeah. i wouldn't say playboy bunny-esque but the type of humans that Shelly hung out with in her past life as a Playboy bunny. So right. she's like, hey, maybe my people are here. And she finds my her people. way into a sorority, sorority house and asks straight up to live there. I don't think that that's how that works. <laughs> um, so the girl, uh, Sandra, blows her off and uh, she 
overhears like a group of ladies talking about being house mothers and you know the things that they do and so she says she's going to become a house mother again I don't think that's how that works <laughs> um and then the one lady is so nice to her comes up and says that oh you should go see Zeta because they need a house mother like you know, right place at the right time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So she goes over to Zeta, and it's very apparent why they need a house mother because their sorority is impending on closure. Impending doom. Impending doom. They can't get any new uh, sorority sisters. Is it fair to say they're all kind of lame and not cool? They're not, they're not popular. They're not popular, and I think the movie kind of shows that in order to be popular you need to be beautiful and and social and you know they're a little bit I guess the movie portrays them as misfits right they're a little bit more nerdy yeah. they're um uh not not the status quo of what society wants you to be right yeah and we do kind of have a nice little arc yes. that we go through of them becoming beautiful maybe becoming vapid and then coming back down to oh like you know what it's what's inside that. Yes, like I said, guys. it's a, it's, you know, through all of this like comedy and silliness, you know, it's a good message. There, there's a good <laughs> message. It's yeah, yeah, it's there, you know. So like, I, I did a quick little bit of googling. Okay. I I was never in a frat. To my na- knowledge, there are no house fathers at frat houses. Yeah. But house mothers actually do exist. Do they really? They so really do. We don't really have fraternities and sororities like as big as they do in the states. So, I found an interview that okay. somebody did with a real life house mother. Oh. They said, "How would you describe what it's like being a sorority house mom?" She says, "I live in a sorority house and every sorority house is different, but probably, and this sounds funny, about 90% of my job is just being there. <laughs> they just want someone here to take care of things when they do arise." And she talks about how she oversees staff there's sorority staff? houses have staff, I guess. Wow. There must be cleaning people and whatever. Uh, helped plan menus, do the food orders. Menus, they get food? Shopping. <laughs> scheduling what? repairs and maintenance for the house. We must sound so ignorant to somebody who is actually no, in a not sorority. At all. No, like, I don't think we sound. How does this exist? I just, I didn't know. I'm learning something new today. Oh, yeah, no. We, we don't know. No. We're I, th- I think it's really neat. Like, I just, I had no idea. And you know what? We do have a lot of international listeners that like, but there are probably a lot of people who have no idea of this, right? Yeah. So yeah, coming back to the whole house mother thing, I I want to know, like like I said earlier, like I don't think it's that easy to just like walk in and say like I would like to be your house mother. Like, do you think that she would have to go through some sort of a background check or application forms to become a house mother or have been an alumni at the place to become a house mother? Like, I feel like there's some things that she would have to do in order to become a house mother at a sorority. Definitely. I mean, especially because the sorority is registered with the school. But Sarah, you're forgetting we are living in rom-com land. No, I know. Anna Ferris can walk into any business and do anything she wants. This is true. This is true. And she's going to get the guy. Spoiler alert. Hey, hey, spoiler alert. She's going to get the guy at the end. She's going to get the guy at the end. All right? (laughs) She does. However, I just, you know, had to poke a hole there because (laughs) as I'm sitting there watching it and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm the house mother now. And I'm like. Yeah, but I don't know if they actually made you the house mother, like officially. Like you're now attending meetings and stuff. She kind of forced her way in. They decided to hire her. We need to speak about the most iconic moment from yes, this movie. hundred percent. Which is that she sits down with all the sorority girls. She convinces Emma Stone's character. Yes. To like, hey, I'm gonna be the house mother. Reluctantly, they say yes. After she does some yoga, 
in the front yard. And brings and all the boys to the yard. All the boys came to the yard and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> this this lady's our ticket to popularity and popularity will get us more sorority sisters. Yes. So we got to bring her in. They sit down and she's like, all right, what's everybody's name? Oh my God. Yeah. My favorite thing about this movie. This Okay. This is like, is this your best scene? This isn't my best scene, but it just, it needs to get its spotlight. So I'm really happy because this is my best scene. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. No, no, no. You, you were doing a great job. Go ahead. Emma Stone's character, Natalie, introduces herself. And every time somebody says their own name, Shelly growls it. Natalie. <laughs> Kat Dennings is like, my name's Mona. <laughs> Mona. That's Lily also, by the way. Lily. And um, this here is Harmony. Harmony. And Carrie Mae. Carrie Mae. And then, uh, and then Joanne over there. Joanne. <laughs> and that's her way of remembering people's names. She's just like, Duh. Like a like a death metal band lead singer. Oh my god! She says their name. Yes, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I I freaking love it. Oh, I it's honestly it's like my it, it is my best scene. Do you do anything weird to remember people's names? No, I'll say the names out loud. Like if it's somebody who I consciously need to remember, I, I'm horrible at names. Oh, see, I'm okay. Like I am weirdly good at remembering people's names. I used to work at a kids camp, and um, I was the lifeguard there, and I there were like new kids every single week and so i always had to remember all their names and so i just became really good at remembering there is no names. possible way i would remember kids names at camp you know what somebody showed me just this what? past week what anytime somebody says something to him that he needs to remember mm -hmm. he moves the ring from his normal hand to his off hand so that every time he notices that his ring is on the wrong finger it reminds him, oh, right, I've got to send that email to Jeff or whatever it happens to interesting. be. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know if it's going to work in practice, but I just moved my ring to my other finger, and it felt horrible. I hated it. So <laughs> pre presumably that'll work out. So not only is part of her job to try and help them get pledges, but also help them with their philanthropy. Emma Stone's character, Natalie, comes up with some really interesting ideas for their th philanthropy. Um, I will talk about her character later on because it's truly special. One of Shelley's ideas is a car wash. And so it does bring all the boys to the yard again because <laughs> Shelley's on top of the hood and she's trying to wash her car. And the girls come out and they really don't know what to do. They're still kind of just... I feel like there's a little bit socially awkward because they really haven't had a chance i don't even think some of them majority of them have talked to boys um and one of natalie's crushes or her crush comes up colby and talks to her and i don't know why she decides to wet her pants well she does it because shelly is like oh my god our tops are so wet yeah. and then she thinks the natural next thing is to be like, oh, and my pants are wet too. It's like literally the worst thing you could possibly it's do. Very embarrassing. Yeah. Wrong move. Like I, I actually had like very, a large amount of secondhand embarrassment <laughs> for her in this moment. And then of course, Mona goes and sprays, turns the water on more and Natalie's character sprays him in the face. So strike one for Natalie. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll talk about Emma Stone now. Is Emma Stone not your favorite part of this movie? Ah, uh, like, what a loaded question, Sarah. I know. Because you know that Emma Stone is on my Mount Rushmore Correct. of rom-com greatness. Correct. No, though. I don't think so. Like, literally the most awkward to watch. She's just very uncomfortable. But, like, she plays it off really well. She, she 
plays that character so well. That's what I mean. Like, she is so good that she is so awkward. Yeah. That I have to like her in this. Like, I'm not attracted to her, no. but I kind of want to, I want to help her out. I want to big, be her big, big bro. You know, I want to support her. I want to like, hey, like, are you doing all right? Is your mental health okay? You know, like, I've been, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no. There's I'll be no a short shoulder to cry on. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm here like, for are, you. Are supportive. You fe- are you being supported? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, part of me was like, oh my God, I hate her character. But then I was like, is it that good that that's why I like 100%. find her character so awkward? Yeah. And she's so sweet and so pure. She is. She yeah. is. So she, Shelly convinces all of them that it's time to go out to the bar and be social. Um, she convinces them to do karaoke. And the mean sorority house uh, puts on Like a Virgin. And they sing it. And they dub over the actual words for really terrible, rude words. I didn't love this scene. I was no. like, oh, I felt so bad for them. It was very like Mean Girlsy, but Mean Girls even like that was like funny. This was just like oh, like this is horrible. You're being bullied. Totally, yeah, yeah they totally were. Um, Catherine McPhee, she sings during this. She's the one that gets really into it. She's the pregnant one. She gets really into singing like a virgin, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is like ironic because yeah, yeah okay, because she's, she's pregnant. Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> 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 easy jokes guys this is not well, none of these jokes in this movie are gonna fly over your if head if i'm I being honest i just got it what oh no i'm sorry as i'm making jokes that yes. it's so easy yes as i said it i was like oh yeah that makes sense like oh, that's why that's God. ironic yeah yeah oh sarah i know i know sometimes i know oh, gosh Okay, and then, then, it is the classic rom-com montage of the makeover scene. But here's the thing. Normally, in like a glam-up montage, Mm -hmm. you make the main character really like beautiful and sweet but like like classically beautiful we, we're yes. basically just slutting up a hundred is it percent is that okay to say yes all right so i found that really funny they're basically shelly's telling them that they need to be the hottest on campus in order to get pledges because that's what shelly thinks right during the makeover scene like Shelly says that feeling good on the inside is all about looking good on the outside. And I just have to say, like, that is so superficial. It's horrible. We had to have you know, this big yeah. rise up to the top of the mountain only for them to, exactly. spoiler alert, inevitably fall off the mountain. One funny yes. line from this okay, area, Okay, okay, yes. Oh, I think we might be talking about a different uh, line. Oh, really? Okay, what's your line? Well, it's like, so, so then they, like, want to plan a party. And she says, put Vaseline oh. on the contours of your abs so that the light catches them. And I'm like, damn, like that might actually be good uh, good advice, Shelly. Like all of her other lines I are know, all BS. I know. But that actually makes sense to me. So one of my favorite lines in the movie is the eyes are the nipples of the face. <laughs> Whoa, I missed that. Sorry. Whoa, really? The eyes are the nipples of the face? Yeah, so they're at, they're at the mirror and they're doing their eye makeup. And Shelly says, okay, we're going to, oh, you know, work God. on like makeup. You have to remember the eyes are the nipples of the face. Uh, and I just died. I was like, oh my God, that's Anna such Ferris's a funny Anna lines in this are spectacular. Yeah, so that's the line I thought you were going to talk about. Because oh, like, that's just absolutely absurd. And, you know question true <laughs> how many more how many more shelly on a ferris lines do you have highlighted um you know what i don't know i just i feel like as we're talking about it th- 
they come coming into to my you? mind. Okay, because yes. I have yeah. three more highlighted. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm excited. Okay. Do you want to like talk about them now? Oh, no. They're coming oh, okay. up in okay, a big good. way. So the girls are beautified and they're walking arm in arm on campus. <laughs> and I think I know where a specific mean meme has come from. The meme where the girl and the guy are walking and the guy looks back and the girl is pissed. Yeah. This is if you no, it's watch, not in yeah, this movie. No, no, no. But if you watch the scene, this is what happens. <laughs> I am not kidding you. And the guy's wearing a green shirt too. It happens really quickly. And I was like, oh my God, that that is where that meme is from. Oh my God. Yeah. So you have to watch it. You have to rewatch it, Devin. And so Shelly actually comes up with a really good idea for their philanthropy. A calendar photo shoot. Is this a good idea? Well, I think it's a good idea. You don't think it's a good idea? Mm. I mean, it's a slutty calendar. It is a slutty calendar. Do you remember what some of the guys Your said? Your prime while they demographic. Were... Okay, that was disgusting. Right. Ugh. One of the guys wants to purchase two. She's like, everybody's buying two. In case the pages Gross. get stuck together, which is very uncomfortable. No. I mean, it was kind of a funny joke, but like, you know. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. However, okay. I mean, like, yeah, okay, the slutty calendar, but- it makes money. If you wanted to make money, it's a good what? thing. Oh my God, Sarah. No, 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 no. Like not you make, not people no, make no, money. No, 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 no. I'm saying like you are normally the moral compass of the show. Are you saying that you agree with them getting a calendar because it makes money? We're bringing Sarah over to the money side. No, I'm normally like... the money over everything. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm, I feel like. We're breaking down I don't your character. Wanna, I don't want to do it now. Remember the episode where we were talking about selling panties for money? Yeah, that's gross. Okay, that's still gross? Yeah. All right, we'll revisit it in a month or two, because you seem to be coming over to the Devon side of... Okay, I renege. <laughs> I don't know. You already said it. So anyway, let's move on. Okay, so then the cute part of their philanthropy, their other half of what they're doing... And the money's going there, which is, now that I think about it, a little weird. What's the that? money from their slutty calendars are going to the retirement home. How's that weird? It's not weird. It's just really funny. Okay. Yeah. So they go to the retirement home to volunteer. Oliver says, oh, there's going to be a dance. I find it so funny because they're already playing music. And like, I don't know, there's some cute little old ladies dancing. And Shelly goes and changes the song. And like, no offense, but... The old folks don't know how or what to do with that type of dance music. Like, they're used to swing music. But there are now pretty ladies this in is true, the retirement I guess, home, yeah. so all's fair. And and we are being introduced to Oliver, who is played by Colin Hanks, who is... Shelly's obsessed with this guy. She wants him bad. Yeah, she does. Is Colin Hanks attractive? I don't think so. Is it because you don't like his character on Life in Pieces? No, see, I actually love his his character in Life in Pieces. I actually have that Kay. written down. Life in Pieces? I believe it's all on Netflix. Great show, it by the really, way. It is really, really good. Get into it. It is. It kind of goes back to the house, like the Zeta house, and we see Joanne in her brace, and this is the, this is the scene where they, they do, I'm sorry, I can't, I don't think I can get through it because it's this absurd. Is this the running scene? Yeah. This is the most absurd this scene. This is the slow-mo run of her brace falling off. So <laughs> the thing is, is that nobody explained the brace no. for the entirety of the movie. There's just this character <laughs> who has a giant brace like through her torso. Yeah. And then eventually Shelly goes up to her. She's like looking at a dress and Shelly's like, what's the deal with your brace? 
this character Joanne's like, oh, like, you know, if I take the brace off. You know, if, if I took it off, I wouldn't even know what would possibly happen. My spine could be like a noodle. And whoo. No, I'm, I'm really good. I'm good. Thanks. Literally, half a scene later, <laughs> yeah. there's this guy running down the sidewalk, <laughs> and she decides to run after him. <laughs> And the brace run, just like Joanne, comes off. Run. It's this really oh over dramatic magical moment. It is so funny. She's like slow mo running, like, and it's all just like inspirational music. And it's just like, she's like basically won a marathon. Yeah. It's very like stereotypical romantic comedy in that, like, yeah. this plot line doesn't matter until we need it to matter. And then we're like, all right, let's explain the brace and then get her out of the brace. Yeah. All in a matter of 30 seconds, okay? <laughs> yeah, we don't need the brace anymore. It's served its purpose. We need one more hot person? Okay, let's get uh, the Willis chick to run down the street and lose the brace, okay? <laughs> and she's actually beautiful, too, is the most annoying part. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Shelly finds out that Natalie is a virgin. And so they decide to have a party to sacrifice her virginity. This is my best scene, actually. Is it really? This is my best scene. Okay, so you go ahead. Coming into this party, she tells the girls a great piece of advice. (laughs) She says, boys want what other boys want. She also says, boys don't like girls that are too smart. But she's basically glamming up um, Shelly for this party. And at this point, so the Aztec virgin sacrifice party scene, at this point in the movie... I think we've tipped the scales fully to the dark side. All the Zeta sorority girls, they're looking pretty hot. They're bursting with popularity. Everybody's at this party. And it's also just for me the absurdity of like, we're going to toss Emma Stone on a raft that's going to be carried onto a stage (laughs) so that we can dunk her into a fake lava slip and slide thing and sacrifice her (laughs) because she's a virgin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've never seen you like it sacrificed before. <laughs> that was so hot. I mean, I don't know anything about Aztecs, you know, or their culture. But I mean, I, I do know that I had fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about them either. So that's awesome. <laughs> Did any of what I just said make sense? No. Should it make sense? No, I don't think so. Like you think that Natalie's character wants everyone to know she's a virgin, and and Mona's character, she was like angsty she hated yes. Shelly now Feminist. she's like she's on the vapid train guys she is down yes I do love though during this scene Mona is doing research asking guys questions on if she were to stand there making an annoying sound for five minutes would they let her in hopes of getting with her and they and he said yes which is fun it's still like her that, her character is still kind of like yeah, feminist, An- yeah. angsty. But it's flying out the window no, fairly No, definitely, quickly, I definitely I agree. But I did laugh when that happened. I was like, that is a really funny, like, that's a funny <laughs> scene. So after the Aztec party, Shelly goes on her date with Oliver. So I have a few lines okay. from this date that okay. Shelly says that I like. Okay. Let's start off with that because they start off in the street and at a certain point she's like, Oh, like, I think I dropped some money over here because there's... The other know, day. Yeah, the other <laughs> like, day. Like, you just remember change yeah, that you left it on yeah. the street. Oh, wait here for a second. I think I dropped some money over here the other day. I just don't know wherever could it be. Maybe it's over here by this manhole. But it's because there's a manhole that's blowing steam and she tries to do the... um The Marilyn Monroe. The Marilyn Monroe. White oh, dress. my dress is flying mm-hmm. up. Basically, she burns her underside with all the steam. Oh, big time. That would hurt so much. I think I would not go continue on the date. Like, your hole underneath is blistered. 
Have you ever had that happen no, to you? Okay. I'm just assuming because it feels like it would hurt. Yeah, it looked like it hurt. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, oh, God. So they get to the restaurant and she's all ice packed up. Her legs, they're blistered. So one can only assume. Um, but I have to say, sometimes I find that Anna Ferris sounds a bit like Jennifer Coolidge. Like the way she said, I like the word manhole. probably added soothing botanicals to the steam rising from the manhole. I like that word, manhole. <laughs> hey! All right. Yo, manhole. Right? Yeah. Like, there are a few times in this movie, this one especially for me, that I was like, oh my god, this sounds like Jennifer Coolidge. It's very, like, breathy. It's, you know, manhole. Sensual, right? Like, manhole. So, I can't do a good job, Jennifer. Like, I can't do that. Are, are you yeah. saying that I'm doing a better Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah, you might you be. Yeah. Um, so this is this date with Shelly and Oliver. So many. So she's really trying to play her same old tricks of just being overly sexy. Yes. To this guy and hoping that it works. Yeah. She says a few really funny lines. <laughs> uh, she's looking at the menu. And she says, instead of the mahi-mahi, can I just get one mahi, please? <laughs> then he orders a piccata, and she's like, ooh, piccata. That's another word I like. <laughs> Sounds like hada. I like to rhyme. <laughs> yeah, like she's never been on a date with somebody who doesn't, who, who cares more about looks. Yeah. Right? Like intelligence and conversation and intellect. He cares about that a little bit more than just how she looks. And so the girls do help her after this date because, let's be honest, the date was a whole disaster. The girls help her realize that Oliver wants to have an intellectual conversation. So she starts going to classes and she starts studying in the library. It's really cute. So there's actually one specific thing that I want to point out. And if you're rewatching this movie, watch out for it. They even have a flow chart for oh intelligent God. conversation topics. They do. There, there's a flow chart for history. She could talk about cave paintings or <laughs> Chinese dictators. There's art. She can talk about Warhol. She can talk about psychedelics, religion, philosophy, 80s, 90s, 60s, pop culture, wow. world views. Very interesting stuff. I enjoy the flow chart. <laughs> I like the flow chart. The flow chart should get a vote of confidence. I like it. Would you actually talk about any of that stuff on a first date? Any no. of the things I just mentioned? No. No, like, although hey, you did, you did on our very first date. You talked about a book you were reading. Yeah, actually, there, there's now an Amazon Prime, Prime show TV about show. it, The Expanse. Yes, but you did totally nerd out on our date. I, I feel like you said, "Hey, what are your hobbies?" No, I'm I like, know, I liked it. I happened to be I'm, I'm reading literally, this book. I'm literally married to you. Like, I liked it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I am also a nerd. <laughs> like. Don't need to explain yourself. You don't, Kevin. yeah. It worked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the nerdy book worked, okay? I bagged the chick. So Emma Stone, you do you in this movie, yeah, okay? Girl. Let your nerd flag fly. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Hef calls Shelly. Yeah, so Shelly is, she's about to go back into yes. the Zeta house. And meanwhile, the Zeta house, they have all the rushes. They have, uh, or they, they have their perspective sorority girls yes and side note this is after her second date with oliver has gone terribly yeah she tries to be too nerdy yes. makes another embarrassing fool mm -hmm. of herself yeah. 
So she's feeling pretty down on herself, and she wants to come home to the Zeta house just being catty, horrible people. They're going through pictures of girls being like, mm, I don't know. Like, they're making fun of some girl's nose. Yeah. Horrible. Terrible. Meanwhile, she gets a call from Hugh, and he says, hey, I- I'd love to have you back at the house. We want to make you the centerfold for November. She says, no, you know what? My place is here. At the same moment, the girls are realizing, oh, my God, we've turned into these vapid people who we hate. Yeah. Shelly walks in the door, and they immediately all blame her. Really, really sad. And Shelly yeah, kind of just was. hits them with a, you know what, guys? I, I, I'm just going to go. I mm-hmm. wish you all the best. Yeah. And she ends up going back to the Playboy house. Hugh welcomes her back into the mansion, and the girl who conspired against her gets kicked out. Get out! Get out! Marvin is still mixing his cocktails. And uh, life is all back to normal. And the girls at the Zeta house decide that they're going to be half themselves and half Shelly. Because they like half of what they've turned into, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's really the the perfect image. No, you're not wrong, right? (laughs) They're like, wow, we turned into vapid, horrible people. Let's just be 50% of that. (laughs) Or or maybe they're saying, you know, a balance. We like that we've kind of... Um, you know, become more social. We want to be more popular, but more, we don't want to be horrible pop, They want to stay popular, yeah. but they don't want to be bullies. <laughs> so let's be like half and half. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was fun, funny because like they were like changing their hair colors or like taking off their fake eyelashes. And I was just like, guys, focus on the inside. You were bullies. Right. Don't go back to not being bullies. Exactly. And so this is kind of where um, near the end of the movie... Uh, the Zeta house is still not saved, but they've ha- they have their 30 pledges. They decide that they're going to pick 30 people, put out all the names in the jar and pick 30 people. And that's going to be their um, their pledges. And so Lily goes to mail them. But the other enemy sorority house, um, that's what I call them. I can't remember their name, puts them in the trash because they tell some guy to go and chat up Lily. And Lily gets distracted and she puts them in the trash and they get no pledges. They have no pledges. Which means that they don't get to keep their house. So after they discover that they're not going to have any pledges, they're going to lose their house. The girls come to the shoot where Shelly is shooting the um, centerfold for November, Miss November. And um, Shelly says, nope, we are going to save the house. So they go to the meeting um, where just so happens that it's this afternoon that afternoon and they go and they save the house and Shelly makes an impassioned speech which doesn't make a ton of sense um, but the takeaway is that uh, you gotta love what's on the inside they need 30 girls and they have 29 and the baby counts as a Zeta and like most ridiculous thing of in life the, the baby didn't count as a Zeta though that's what I mean they didn't because it's ridiculous this was a really great moment though Sarah you think oh my god Shelly makes this impassioned speech. Yeah, impassioned speech. Do you think it made sense? the important things of Zeta. At the Zeta House, our new motto is be who you are. Because we're a family. We're a family that loves you on the inside. And then in that moment, she's like, who's with me? Who's willing to be Zeta? And random women from just... I know. Like, I'll be Zeta! I'll be Zeta! I'll be Zeta! They're just popping up, Kay. and the one guy is like, "We got one, we got two, know, we got I three, know. we he got four. Counting. Kay, you it's like have an to... auctioneer. 17, 18, 19, 20, excellent. 21, 22, 23. Come on. So during this scene, there's one girl on the on the high balcony. She's dressed in like a little green like cardigan. She says she'll be a Zeta like three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> it's just her over yeah, 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 yeah. You have to watch it because, like, I watched it and I was like, 
She's already said that she's going to be a Zeta. <laughs> Yo, I, I'd pull the same thing, though. They have no idea. <laughs> I'm also a Zeta. Yeah, what he said. So they finally get their 30 numbers. Well, because the the chick from yes. the rival. so like Sandra's bestie slash sidekick. Yeah, like the second in command of the rival yes. sorority house. is like, you know what? I want to be a Zeta. And it's the big dramatic. Oh, my God. How could you betray me like that? And she's like, no, like, you're horrible. They're nice. I'm going with them. I'm paraphrasing the conversation. (laughs) That's how it played out. They get to win their house back, and the house mother of the rival um, sorority punches Cassandra in the boob. Yeah. You can't miss that part. That's hilarious. A little tit punch. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. So they all go back to the Zeta house, and they're all super, super pumped. And Oliver is waiting for Shelly. The little bird joke kills me. Yeah, so multiple times somebody says like, oh, a little bird told me this or that. And and Shelly's character <laughs> is like, a bird told you what? I gotta meet this bird. Yeah, <laughs> and she has no idea that it's Emma Stone's character, Natalie, who's just like kind of been doing the thing, like letting people know like, hey, oh like, you know, Oliver, she's back in town. Like, oh, a little bird told me. <laughs> I gotta meet this bird. <laughs> so all in all... Um, you know, the girls love themselves on the inside and Shelly ends the up with Oliver. Yeah. Shelly ends up with Oliver and all is right in the world, in, in the sorority world. The end. Question. Do we think Oliver and Shelly end up together? Yeah, I think so. Really? You yeah. think that works out? Yeah, I do. After mm. two disastrous dates, both of which she like was completely not herself in both of them. She's, I don't, don't, you don't think it works out? Why? I'm just not vibing with them. I think she wants more of a, a Matthew McConaughey type. No, see, I don't think she does. I think she wants a little bit more like, yeah, let's go surfing today. Hey, you know, let's, let's have some fun. Let's, let's fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. I think Shelly needs a more adventurous guy than a dude who works at a retirement home. No, I think, I think like they both have a lot in common. Really? Not intellectually, <laughs> but <laughs> but their hearts. I think they they share a lot in common in how they feel. We forgot one thing. Oh, okay. There was another love story that we've touched <gasps> yes! on here and there. Oh my god! Natalie yes. and Col- Colby. Colby, yeah. Emma Stone's character. Mm-hmm. They end the movie with them kissing, and and Natalie yeah. is being very much herself. She's being mm-hmm. nerdy, and oh my god, Colby loves that. They're making proton and neutron jokes. Yeah. But they have the single most uncomfortable kiss in any romantic comedy ever. I'm calling it right now. I love Emma Stone. I think she is one of the most beautiful human beings on this planet. That was a disgusting kiss. I hated it. (laughs) I I think it was her first kiss. Yeah, but like you didn't need to make it so uncomfortable. Okay? People have had smoother first kisses. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. There was no practicing beforehand there. It was like, you know how you like double clutch on a kiss? She like quadruple clutched. It was twice. awkward, I will admit. Are we on to quick facts? We are. Anna Ferris chose to appear totally naked, though they only showed her butt and side of a breast on camera in one scene instead of using a body double. The reactions from the other actresses are genuine when she walks out nude. So she's fully nude and Kat Dennings... And Emma Stone are looking at her. Nude. Yes, yes. Um, she said, it was my first nude scene and it wasn't supposed to be me. 
I had a body double and we had some complicating factors with her. It was sort of a last minute thing where I said, I'll just go ahead and do this. She also said that she felt like it was what her character Shelly would do. So she should do it too. Ferris said that um, she broke her no nudity clause to do it. Wow. The movie came out about when Anna Ferris wondered what happens to a Playboy bunny when they leave the mansion. At the last minute, the director told Anna Ferris to do a funny voice as she was introduced to the sorority girls, and the iconic monster voice is what came out of her mouth. The shock on the girls' faces are is very real. <laughs> Anna Ferris later did a clothed cover for Playboy, but her publicist wouldn't allow her to do it naked. Anna Ferris got lip injections for her role as she thought her character would have them. She also wore an industrial strength push-up bra to mimic the appearance of breast implants, which she did not have at the time. Anna Ferris credits this film, along with her divorce with Ben Indra, as the reason she did get breast implants. Wow. Anna Ferris worked out for six weeks before shooting began. At a 98-minute runtime, that's a new costume every 1.4 minutes for Anna Ferris's character, Shelley. That's approximately 70 outfit changes. Wow. Yeah. Who did the math on that? I don't know. The actor who played Colby is Tyson Ritter, who is also the lead vocalist for the rock band The All-American Rejects. If you listen closely, you'll hear one of his band's songs playing in the background of almost every single scene he's in. Whoa. Some of the scenes were filmed at the Playboy Mansion. Anna Ferris kept five pairs of Shelley's shoes and a bunny pillow after they were done filming. The movie was pitched 24 times before it happened. The name of the movie was almost I Know What Boys Like. The title was later changed to what we know it as now, The House Bunny. When Lily, Kylie Williams, is going to mail out the invitation envelopes to future Zeta members, the boy that distracts her says his name is Cole Trickle, which is the name of the character played by Tom Cruise in Days of Thunder in 1990. Beverly D'Angelo, Mrs. Hagstrom, was in Playboy in July 1994. She also played Ellen Griswold in National Lampoon's Vacation Movies. <laughs> Kylie Williams, who plays Lily in the movie, was in the band 3LW as well as the Cheetah Girls. Several House Bunny cast members went on to guest star on Anna Ferris's sitcom Mom, specifically Colin Hanks, Charles Robinson, and Beverly D'Angelo. During Oliver, Colin Hanks, and Shelley, Anna Ferris's date, she tells him that when voting, she would not take Simon's opinion into consideration, but would listen to Paula and Randy. This is a reference to American Idol in 2002, a reality show in which Catherine McPhee was a contestant and runner-up in season five. The trailer for the movie features footage of a valet telling Shelley she needs to get a job. The footage was cut for the final film. The abbreviation for the sorority, ZAZ, is also used for Zucker, Abrams, and Zucker, the creators of The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad in 1988, Airplane in 1980, and other comedy films. Shelley mentions in one of the scenes that she once let Bob Saget grind on her as an act of philanthropy. Kat Dennings, Mona, used to be in a television series with Bob Saget called Raising Dad in 2001. Christopher McDonald, Dean Simmons, played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore in 1996, which, of course, starred House Bunny producer Adam Sandler. While discussing philanthropy with Shelley, Natalie mentions Jurassic Park. Emma Stone's future co-star from The Help, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Anna Faris's now ex-husband, Chris Pratt, starred in Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Natalie's name in the original script was Maria. Mm, don't love it. No. 
Natalie makes a reference to Austin Powers. Monette Mazur appeared in Austin Powers International Man of Mystery in 1997 as a model. Anna Ferris originally pitched to the writer that her character was a meth addict. They nodded their heads and said, or she can be a house mom at a sorority. <laughs> honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mentions are Emma Stone. Okay. Because she's so awkward. And my other honorable mention is the fact that Shelley cannot say the word philanthropy throughout this entire movie. Oh, really? I never yeah. noticed that. Does she try multiple times? Oh my God, Devin. Like, that's like a major part of the movie she literally cannot say philanthropy about a hundred (laughs) times and it's amazing my honorable mention is uh can you help me out with the pronunciation rumor willis rumor Rumor willis rumor willis Mm -hmm. it's bruce willis's daughter yeah she's in this movie Mm -hmm. she plays joanne she does the braces the, the, the the body brace girl she doesn't suck i don't know what she's doing lately i i haven't really seen her any anything but like I just wanted to point out that, like, it's Bruce Willis's daughter. Mm-hmm. She's not not and Demi Moore. At, yeah, and Demi Moore. Yeah, yeah. she's pretty good at yeah. acting. I mean, then again, in this movie, she wasn't really asked to do much. Just like be in a brace for a bit, and then <laughs> take the brace off and yeah. have people stare at you because you're gorgeous. But she pulls all those pieces off. So good for her. Yeah, she does. What should have been? Okay, so my what should have been is. I remember saying to you before we watched this movie that it wasn't Colin Hanks who played this, the love interest, but I, for some reason, thought it was Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson's brother. And nothing against Colin Hanks, because I honestly think he was great in the TV show Life in Pieces, but I can see Luke Wilson playing this role. I totally forgot that it was Colin Hanks and not Luke Wilson. I, I was like 100% sure that it was Luke. So... It's funny that you think that. Okay. Because if you look at the character of Oliver, all we need is a moderately good-looking, pure-hearted retirement home worker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Luke Wilson could do that. (laughs) Right? It's like 50% of male actors could do that (laughs) giant. Probably not hard to pull off, no offense, to Colin Hanks. (laughs) I just, like, maybe I think the chemistry, like... I, I don't think the chemistry was bad between the two of them. I mean, it was just like a little awkward because the dates were terrible. But I think, I don't know, I just for some reason picture Luke Wilson. Yeah, I, I could see it too. Yeah. And now, rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, three. Storyline, 3.75. Thirst Factor, 3.5. Imagination, four. Soundtrack, four. Cheese, three. For an overall score of 3.5 out of five. We are so close to having the same score. I had chemistry. This is a weird one. I put a 2.3. Okay. I typed in 2.3. I meant 2.5, but I'm like, no, we can knock it down 0.2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wasn't that passionate about it. Yeah. But storyline, 3.5. Thirst factor. Got my girl Emma Stone. I know. She's not that attractive in this movie. <laughs> but I'm still giving it a five out of five. Wow, I really? know, Sarah. I know. Oh, my God. Imagination 2.5. Okay. Soundtrack a solid four. Yeah, yeah. The soundtrack was good. There's even a song near the end, and it just hit me. It was really, it was a solid Yeah, there's song. a few songs that are stuck in my head right now from watching it. Let me see if I can pull up the soundtrack real, real quick. Uh, Pink, You and Your Hand, It Wasn't That. Oh, that's from the trailers. Oh, the, there's a few All-American Rejects in here. Oh, Avril Lavigne, Girlfriend, classic. And she's a three for an overall score of 3.38 out of five for the house bun. Yep. It's a solid watch. It's easy if you're looking for something. It's an easy watch, On like a Sunday night. Nah, I don't really know what I'm doing. Watch the house bunny. 
keep it simple. Yeah. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of The House Bunny. If you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, you know, leave us a review like we talk about. They help other people find us. And reach out to us on Instagram if you want, at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.